Well, before we look into God's word together, let us pray, let us speak with our God. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would be gracious towards us this morning as we come and we study your word together. Lord, we pray that it may be helpful for us. We pray that it may give us words of wisdom and we may take those words of wisdom and apply them to our own lives. Lord, we pray that you may be with me as I do that audacious activity of speaking on your behalf. Heavenly Father, we pray that I may indeed be a good ambassador for yourself this morning, and we pray that the people may indeed profit. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I think we recognise that some subjects that we learn about, some topics of interest in this world, are hard to communicate and hard to understand ourselves. I think this is the case for most of us when it comes to mathematics. Maths is something that is interesting for us to learn at a young age. We can start to count, as my children already can, and then we start to do simple math. And then for me at high school, mathematics was relatively easy. I didn't mind it so much. I uh, quite enjoyed it, solving the problems. It seemed like a bit of a game. Up until a point, then it starts to get more and more difficult. It seems that the subject of mathematics, there is so much to know. And if you want to keep going... You can, and it just gets harder and harder, and particularly when it starts to involve physics, it starts to get more and more difficult. And so I found uh, later in high school it got more difficult, and then when I went to university and had to do some physics, uh, it was indeed a challenge to me. Not simply because there was so much to know about mathematics, and, I mean, let's face it, there are people who are still solving problems in mathematics today. It is not as though the end has been reached with mathematics and we now have a body of knowledge about math and you can actually understand everything in it. Uh, there are still some problems that are still needing to be solved in the area of mathematics. But it's not just that there's so much there to study, to learn, but that our brains meet with resistance when we try to study things about mathematics. I'd say most of us in this room don't have a hobby in mathematics when we get home from church on a Sunday and we have a bit of time in the afternoon. Do we sit down and do some math? Probably not. Why? Because we find it difficult. Our brains are just not ready for that kind of activity. And I find that is the case in my own life as well. I do not go home and do some maths to idle away some time or because I've got some free time and I want some enjoyment in my life. Now today, the author of Hebrews is also going to warn us about a difficult subject, something that is hard to learn. What is it that is hard to learn that meets with resistance when we try to study it? Well, it's the priesthood of Jesus. Jesus' priesthood, which we have been touching on in the past few weeks when we've been looking at Hebrews chapter 5. We've seen the priesthood of Jesus. And now the author is going to admit something to us about the priesthood of Jesus. And that is that it is hard to explain. It is hard to learn. Why is that? Why is it so hard to learn about the priesthood of Jesus? Well, that brings me to my first main point this morning. If you've got a church bulletin there, you can see on the back of the church bulletin my main points. My first main point this morning is Jesus' priesthood is hard to explain because it involves a lot of information. 
Jesus' priesthood is hard to explain because it involves a lot of information. And we see that in verse 11 of Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11, the verse we're going to be studying today, found on page 1187 of your Black Church Bibles. It says, We have much to say about this, but it is hard to explain because you are slow to learn. We have much to say about this, but it is hard to explain because you are slow to learn. What does he have much to say about? What is hard to explain? Well, he says it is this. Now, what is this in verse 11? Well, the word this then refers back to something that has come previously. What is that? Well, I've suggested it is Jesus' high priesthood. Why would I say that? Well, what do we read about in the verses immediately before verse 11? Look with me from even just verse 8. Although he was, was a son, that's Jesus, he learned obedience from what he suffered and once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him and was designated by God to be high priest in the order of Melchizedek. What has the author been previously speaking about immediately before verse 11? The high priesthood of Jesus Christ in the order of Melchizedek. And he has been mentioning this high priesthood of Jesus again and again in chapter 5 and also in previous parts of Hebrews that we've looked at. And then, of course, in future chapters, we're going to see that Jesus, uh, that the author of Hebrews spends quite an amount of time on Jesus' priesthood, and particularly what it means that he is a priest, high priest, in the order of Melchizedek. And you'll see even just all of chapter 7, if you were to read chapter 7 later today, it focuses strongly upon Jesus' high priesthood and in particular what it means that Jesus is high priest in the order of, that funny name, Melchizedek. And so this is what the author is going to focus on upon now. And he says he wants to admit up front with us that it is hard to explain because, well... One reason he gives there, and it was my first main point this morning, is that there's a lot of information. Verse 11, he says, We have much to say about this. We have much to say about this. And so it's not surprising that then it's hard to explain. Just like I said about mathematics before, the huge body of knowledge that is there, of course, the more that there is to know about something, the harder it is to explain it and to understand it. And it's the same with the priesthood of Jesus Christ. As soon as you start to hear that Jesus is high priest, then you've got a whole bunch of questions to ask. It's not as though you hear he's high priest in the order of Melchizedek and go, oh yes, I understand that and then I can move on. You start to ask questions like, well, what is a priest? Which we've looked at in previous weeks when I've been preaching upon Jesus in Hebrews. We ask, what is a priest? And what is a high priest? And what is this order of Melchizedek? And if I know anything about priesthood in the Old Testament, then I'm going to say, well, What about the priesthood of Levi under Aaron? Where does Jesus fit in with that priesthood? And what about the covenant that God made with Moses? Where does that fit in with Jesus' priesthood? And what about the sacrifice of animals? That's what priests do, isn't it? They cut the the throats of goats and bulls. And Is that what Jesus is doing? Is that what he does as high priest? What is it that he offers to God? And what about the tabernacle? What is Jesus' relationship with that, that, that earthly tabernacle that Moses instructed to be built? And the Holy of Holies, the temple that, Je- uh, that the priests go into. Where does Jesus fit in with all those functions that the priests do 
All those instructions in books like Leviticus about the Levitical laws for the Levites, for the priests. What does it mean that Jesus is a high priest? What happens there? So we have lots of questions that start to arise in our minds as soon as we hear that Jesus Christ is a high priest in the order of Melchizedek. And then you ask, well, what about this Melchizedek person? Who is that? What does it mean that he's in the order of Melchizedek? And so it's not surprising then that we find it difficult to learn about the priesthood of Jesus and that it's hard to explain because, as the author says, he says, we have much to say about this. There is much to be said about Jesus' priesthood. And whenever you find out there's a large quantity of information for you to learn, what happens? You find it hard. If I give you a big fat book on something and say, read this, are you likely to think it's going to be easy to read through and to understand what he said in that? But if I give you a nice small little book and you go, oh, this should be easy. It's not going to be hard for the author to explain the concepts that are in there. But if he gives me a big fat book, oh, well, it must be hard to explain. There must be much to say on the topic. And so then it's going to be hard for the person to explain. So we see that the priesthood of Jesus is hard to explain because there is so much to be said about it. Is there any other reason why the priesthood of Jesus is hard to explain? Well, that brings me to my second main point this morning. Jesus' priesthood is hard to explain because of slow students. Jesus' priesthood is hard to explain because of slow students. This is a difficult sermon for me to do because I think the verse is very difficult uh, in what it tells us. And basically it says this to us in verse 11 of Hebrews chapter 5. What do we read? We have much to say about this, that is the priesthood of Jesus, but it is hard to explain because you are slow to learn. Why is it hard to explain the priesthood of Jesus? Well, one reason is because there's so much to say. The author has said that. But the primary reason, he says, is because you are slow to learn. Now, we've got to remember that the concepts in the Bible are difficult for us to understand. Much of the Bible is difficult for people to pick up and read and to get what is going on. You see this with new Christians. They really are at a bit of a loss. They want to read God's word, but they find it very difficult. And even Peter says about God's word that it is difficult to understand. He says about Paul's letters. This is Peter, an apostle, a person who wrote part of the New Testament. What does he say about the Bible, in particular about Paul's letters? He says, Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. This is in 2 Peter chapter 3. Just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. He, that's Paul, writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do other scriptures to their own destruction. Peter says about... Paul's letters that they're hard to understand. And that's someone who spent years with Jesus under the teaching, direct teaching of Jesus. Imagine that, standing in the presence of someone where every time they open their mouth, it is the word of God. And yet he finds that when he reads Paul's letters, which are also the word of God, he affirms that they're the word of God, he finds it difficult. 
And the new teaching about Jesus and Melchizedek is hard going because not just there's so much to learn, but because Jesus' priesthood is difficult for humans to learn about. What does the author mean when he says slow to learn? What does he mean it's difficult? Well, firstly, we've got to remember that humans are slow to learn about Jesus' priesthood because of original sin. The rest of the Bible teaches us that plainly, that we are all born with sinful hearts. We all have original sin when we are born. As Romans 5.12 teaches us, it says, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, meaning Adam, and death through sin, and in this way death came to all men because all sinned. We all sinned in Adam. We're all descendants from Adam. And so we have an original sin within us, and that makes it hard for us to understand the priesthood of Jesus. Why? Because we are dead in our sins, and we don't want to think that we need a priest at all. The whole concept of priesthood is for people who recognize that they are sinners and need help. But because we're born in sin, we don't want the help. We don't we reject priesthood altogether. And so when we hear about Jesus being a high priest and offering a sacrifice for our sins, we don't want any part of it. And really, the only way that you'll ever want something want to know something about Jesus priesthood is if the Holy Spirit illuminates your mind so that you can understand even the very basics because you in your dead heart will always resist the concept that Jesus is the high priest that you need to make up for your sins. And so as 1 Corinthians 12, 3 says, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit except by the Holy Spirit. You cannot affirm Jesus is Lord. You cannot affirm that Jesus is high priest, except by the Holy Spirit. And so if you're not a Christian, that is what you need. You need to beg that the Holy Spirit will be given to you so that you can understand who Jesus is. And I encourage you to do that now. If you're not a Christian, ask for God's Holy Spirit so that you can understand more about Jesus' priesthood. Jesus' priesthood is not simply a matter where if you put your mind to it, you can understand. You're dead in your sins and you need a miracle to happen in your mind and that miracle happens by the Holy Spirit. Is there any other reason why we're slow to learn? Well, we're also slow to learn because of the actual sin that we have in our lives as well. So we have original sin, but when we become a Christian, we actually, we don't stop sinning. We do actual sin in our lives as well. And we keep on sinning, even as a Christian. There's, so that there's a real conflict between you and the Holy Spirit that is within you. When you become a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit, but you still have another spirit within you that is at war with that spirit of the Lord that is within you. Romans chapter 7 gives us a clear teaching on this. Romans chapter 7, I ask you to flick to it, page 1118. 1118, Romans chapter 7. Reading from verse 14 through to verse 23. This is a very clear teaching about the conflict that happens within a Christian. Romans chapter 7, verse 14, on page 1118 of the Black Church Bibles. 
We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For what I do is not the good I want to do, no, the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. When I want to learn about Jesus' priesthood, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in the sinful nature a slave to the law of sin. You see the conflict that's going there on in that person's life as Paul describes it, and well, describes his own life. He knows what he needs to do. He knows he needs to learn about Jesus' priesthood, but he's got this sinful nature living within him as well that causes conflict. And so there's a resistance that's within our hearts to the priesthood of Jesus. Because as we continue sinning as Christians, we need to keep learning about Jesus' priesthood. We need to keep going back to him. Because what do we need to do? We need to keep confessing our sin to our priest. And that means we need to know more about our priesthood and more about his patience with us and his forgiveness that he brings through the sacrifice that he offers to God. But we don't like to do that because we've got this sinful nature within us. We don't like going to our priest and confessing our sin. Even as Christians, we will sin and then we'll try to deny that we sinned. We'll try to think that, we'll try to justify it in some way. We'll look at the circumstances that we're in and say it's okay. But instead we should be doing what? We should be going to Jesus as our high priest. We should be learning about him and that we need to go to him in confession. Now, is there any other reason humans are slow students when it comes to learning the priesthood of Jesus? I've said there's original sin, there's actual sin. Well, I think both of those feed into the ultimate reason that the author of Hebrews gives us in chapter 5 of why, and that is that humans are slow to learn because they are lazy. I mean, this is really just a, a other translation of what it means to be slow to learn in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. In Hebrews chapter 5.11 we see, We have much to say about this, but it is hard to explain because you are slow to learn. Now the Greek word that is translated here as slow to learn, it was used for the, to describe by other Greek writers as the numbed limbs of a sick lion. So you have a sick lion that has a lot of, a lion has a lot of power, a lot of force, but it is sick and it can't actually use its limbs. They're lazy. They're sort of dead limbs that he can't use to accomplish anything. And another uh, Greek writer actually used the word to describe a lazy and careless worker, someone who actually was very lazy and very careless, and he used this Greek word to describe that person. 
And if we are honest, we recognize that we are lazy in our lives. Laziness is a battle we all face. And we soon realize that after becoming a Christian, it is not a picnic being a Christian. It is hard work. And so it's very easy to be lazy as a Christian. Why? Because it's hard. There's much to learn about Jesus and God, and particularly Jesus' priesthood. There's so much to learn about it. As I said with maths, there's much to learn, and that means it's hard. When you give a Christian this book and you say, this is what you need to be reading, it's a long book. It's a fat book. They even put double columns to squeeze in all of it so that it sort of fits in a more handy, portable form. It's a very, very long book. And so we go, oh, I'd just rather not do it. And then when you recognize that it challenges the sinful habits that are in your life, you start to, yeah, I just, I just can't be bothered. I'm going to be lazy and not do it. It's far much easier to be lazy and not learn about Jesus and fight the sin in our life. Not spend time reading God's word. Not spend time studying God's word. Not spend time hearing God's words preached. It's much easier to sleep in on a Sunday morning. Much easier not to spend time discussing God's word with others. To go along to a Bible study. Meet with a friend to read the Bible together. And so the author shows us that Jesus' priesthood is hard to explain because there is so much to say on the subject, but also we are slow to learn. We're slow to learn because we have that sinfulness in us, that original sin, the actual sin, and that then breeds this laziness that comes within our members, not just laziness in other ways. We can be lazy with work as well. But when it comes to God's word, we have a particular tendency to be lazy, to be slow to learn. But is there any hope for you then about learning about the priesthood of Jesus? Well, that brings me to my third main point this morning. Jesus' priesthood is hard to explain yet possible to learn. Jesus' priesthood is hard to explain yet possible to learn. It's interesting what the author says in verse 11. The author doesn't say the priesthood of Jesus is impossible to explain. What does he say? He says, we have much to say about this, but it is hard to explain because you are slow to learn. It doesn't say it's impossible to explain. It says it's hard to explain because you are slow to learn. The author thinks that by saying what he says in verse 11, he can help awaken you to the fact that you have a laziness in yourself when it comes to Jesus' priesthood, when it comes to studying the things of God. And he thinks that by giving this rebuke, and it is a rebuke here, it's not a flattering thing to say. It's not the way to win friends and influence people, generally speaking, is telling them, you are slow to learn, you are lazy. But he thinks that it's worthwhile saying, because if he says it, it might awaken you to overcome that laziness that is in you, to bring you to confession to your high priest that you are lazy, and that you will hear this rebuke and start to be self-disciplined and self-controlled to study God's word and to learn about Jesus' priesthood. That you will start to read God's word. That you will start to study God's word more than you were previously. And hear God's word preached. And not sidestep hard doctrines. I mean, for many people, they're quite happy to read certain parts of the Bible. But when it comes to something like Jesus' priesthood and this order of Melchizedek, yeah, let's just not go there. It's just too difficult for me to comprehend. It means I need to know something about the Old Testament. 
I need to know about who Melchizedek was in Genesis. And when it comes to the whole priesthood of Jesus and even reading the book of Hebrews, I've got to know so much about the Old Testament and the Levitical laws and priests and sacrifices and covenants and it's just all a bit overwhelming. I just, yeah, I'm just not going to go there. But the author gives us a rebuke here and says, this is hard to explain, but he doesn't say it's impossible to explain. And he tells you the reason why it's hard to explain is because you're slow to learn. And if I tell you that, then you might make an effort not to sidestep hard doctrines, not ignore the priesthood of Jesus in the order of Melchizedek. Even myself, it's been tempting for me to just not go through Hebrews. Stop it. I I mean, I stopped for quite a break at one point, and I thought, yeah, I'm not going to go back to Hebrews. It's just a bit hard going. But then some people encouraged me. They listened to the sermons that I preached previously and said, you need to get back into Hebrews. I went, okay, well, I might actually learn something myself as well along the way. And the people here might learn something profitable as well. And so it's important that we aren't lazy, that we study Jesus' priesthood. Why? Well, that brings me to my last main point this morning. My fourth main point this morning is Jesus' priesthood is hard to explain, yet worth learning. Jesus' priesthood is hard to explain, yet worth learning. Why would the author say this in verse 11 and risk the... And, and take the risk of offending his readers by saying, you are slow to learn. And why would I stand up here on Sunday morning to Des Moines Baptist and say to you, you are slow to learn? Because I want you to learn about Jesus' priesthood because it's something worth learning about. What does Jesus' priesthood bring? What is Jesus' priesthood all about? It's about the way to be saved from your sins. It's through Jesus' priesthood that you can have forgiveness of sin. And is there any other subject worth studying in the world than one that brings you forgiveness of sin? There is no other subject. Jesus' priesthood is worth learning about. Because if you learn about Jesus' priesthood, you learn about his sacrifice that he offered for your sin, and you can be saved from eternity of suffering in hell and go for eternity of joy in heaven and have that sinful heart that is in you removed and you'll never sin again in heaven. Jesus' priesthood is definitely worth studying. It is hard to explain. It is hard because we have such lazy hearts. But it's worth the effort because if we study Jesus' priesthood, it is the way of salvation. It is the way to be set free from sin. And so I encourage you this morning, study the priesthood of God. Study the priesthood of Jesus Christ. Come to church. Sit under my teaching of Hebrews. We'll be going for many weeks, I'm sure. I'm taking one verse at a time. It'll be going for a long time. And if we need a break, let me know and we can go somewhere else and come back. But I think I'll keep coming back because of what this verse says here. Because it's rebuked me and I hope rebuked you that it's worth learning about Jesus' priesthood in detail. There's much to know and it's hard going, but it's worth it because it's about the forgiveness of sins and the salvation that we will inherit through Jesus Christ. So I encourage you, recognise that Jesus' priesthood is hard to learn, but study God's word. Keep coming to church, read your Bibles, read books about the priesthood of Christ. 
go along to Bible studies. It's worth learning about Jesus' priesthood. Let us pray to our God now. Let us speak with him. Heavenly Father, we thank you for how honest your word is about us, that it tells us that we are indeed sinners and we need a priest to offer a sacrifice that is acceptable to you for our sin. And Lord, we thank you for your word that it rebukes us, that we are so slow to learn. We are lazy creatures, particularly when it comes to the priesthood of Jesus Christ. We so often don't want to know. And when we do want to know, well, it so quickly fades, that desire to study your word and study Jesus Christ. Because we so often just think that, oh, yes, it was okay to have Jesus be our saviour at one point. But we're not that bad now. We don't need to keep learning about Jesus Christ because we're not terrible sinners anymore. But Lord, when we look deeply into our hearts, we see how sinful we are and how much we need to study the priesthood of Christ. And so, Lord, we pray that you may continue to be patient with us as we study this huge subject of Jesus Christ's priesthood. And we pray that we may not be slow to learn, but eager to learn instead. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen.